of all the podcasts in all the towns and all the world, these mugs walked into mine. It's the Movie Men. Back for the sequel, we've got Mark Stack. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Yeah. yeah, good, good. Busy week? No. Good <laughs> week. Oh, God. It's a lovely sunny week. <laughs> it's a beautiful week. Ollie, you've been enjoying the sunshine? Yeah, loved it. Loads of bike riding, uh, cherry picking, Gay. picnics. Ollie and everybody. All with guys. Uh, <laughs> and last, and always least, it's Tony Harrison. What's going on, Tony? Not much. Living, <laughs> up, living it up. So, for all you lucky listeners out there, welcome back. Before we get started with the show, we want to encourage anyone to email in to us with your suggestions for top fives, for opening questions. We won't listen to them. I might listen to them. We won't. <laughs> and even for what movies that are coming out that you'd like us to review. So, the email address is themovieman at live.com. And you can also follow us on Twitter at The Movie Men Show and Facebook.com slash The Movie Men Show. So, here's what we've got for you in this week's show. We're going to be reviewing new movie, Iron Man 3, which came out just last week. Yeah. Then we'll see how it turned out the last time Robert Downey Jr. got together with director Shane Black in the 2005 movie Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> If you want to just repeat everything I said, that'd be, that'd be great. He's cheered up so much doing this. I know. We've also got Ollie's Challenge of the Week. Harry's going yeah. to be getting his teeth into some trailers with Three Fast, Three Furious. Kaboom. And Mark will be letting us know what movies to watch on TV this week. Well, thanks, Mark, for that bit of the show. We'll also be hearing who makes the cut in Ollie's Top 5 this week, yeah. so all will be revealed later. So, first, gentlemen, forthcoming Sofia Coppola movie, The Bling Ring which is based on the real-life story of a group of teenagers that robbed the homes of Hollywood stars, Whoa. has been described as trashy and inaccurate by one of the real-life gang members. Can't imagine that could be the case. You won't query that source. <laughs> Can't imagine she's trashy. The person who's yeah. in prison. <laughs> but what I want to know from you, gentlemen, is if you could rob any star's home, who would it be and why Tony? I went to loads of stuff and I thought, what would I want to be? You went to some dark all, all pornographic. <laughs> all pornographic. And all, the only person that kept coming back was Iron Man, because then you could be a superhero. It's true, you could just get you him could a just suit. take his suits. Yeah. That'd be cool. And then but you could rob loads of other houses. You'd have to, obviously... <laughs> yeah, being Iron Man. I probably wouldn't be able to drive it, though. I'd just get stuck in the suit and die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, someone in there, suit. So. <laughs> yeah, the, the computer Jarvis would be like, this isn't Tony Stark. <laughs> Cutting oxygen. But yes, Tony Stark. Could be dangerous, but yeah, Tony Stark. Okay, cool. Yes, Namesake. Ollie. Um, I would definitely rob Vigo Mortensen just for the chance to dress up as Aragorn and, <laughs> and just hold like Gondor's that sword. You'd waste. That, that's the worst. The worst. <laughs> Imagine if you were arrested in his house and we're like, I'm just getting the Lord of the Rings costume. Yeah, yeah I haven't now. I've got like ten. Yeah. I would Guinness. go to Steven Spielberg's house because I reckon mm-hmm. he's got full... Like, A time machine! This is probably obviously not true, but in my head, in his back garden, he's got like a real like robotic E.T. that's from the film that works and like that's dinosaurs good. and jaws and, and I just move it all to my house because he always makes stuff doesn't he he makes his yeah. stuff yeah, and, and he makes charge people to come and Spielberg came and you still charged apparently him. Um, that's a pretty bad robot you know J.J. Abrams mm-hmm. the new Spielberg Abrams <laughs> his office is apparently like that he's made like a child's imagination's office so I think because he's so he's so like yeah. He's got that in his head, hasn't he? So I reckon runner. his house would be amazing. Yeah. So Some poor runners like just paper mache every day. <laughs> just his life. I'd have to go for Liam Neeson. Mm-hmm. Like in Taken. Steal just steal all his shit. Don't steal his daughter. Take his stuff. We should write this down. <laughs> and just see if he's like that in real life. It's, 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 it's like, <laughs> you want to fight Liam Neeson? It's a high risk strategy. Yeah. This is a I terrible reckon, idea. I'm curious. No reward. I see what the beast would be like. Taking my clothes. I reckon you could beat him up. Liam Neeson. 
Yeah. I don't reckon I could. Yeah, instead of him coming to your house, you'll come to my house. But he's really, but he's really polite. Excuse me. Um, I think you have my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Would you mind giving you me must, must have hey, my house. The guy from Taken! He's no, Irish. He must be really nice. He's probably drunk. I'm Tony Stark. I build neat stuff. I got a great girl. And occasionally, save the world. So I can't I sleep. So we're going to kick off this week's new movie review, which is Iron Man 3, starring Robert Downey Jr., Guy Pearce, Gwyneth Paltrow, and James Badge Dale, and directed by Shane Black. Quick synopsis of the plot. Robert Downey Jr. returns as Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man, for the third part of the trilogy. Terrorist the Mandarin, played by Ben Kingsley, has been launching bomb attacks against the United States at a time when Stark is struggling to come to terms with the dramatic events which unfolded at the end of the Avengers Assemble. Guy Pearce co-stars as Aldrich Killian, a scientist who has a proposal for Stark Industries, and more than an eye on Tony's girlfriend, Pepper Potts. Ollie, do you want to kick us off? Um, Do you think this movie was more Tony Stark than Iron Man? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for a lot of it, I felt like I wanted to see... I didn't think I'd be the person to say this, but I wanted to see more Iron Man action in a suit kind of kicking butt, because it's almost like you had a bit at the beginning, then not that much, and at the end... So yeah, I thought like it was more about Tony Stark's character and how he'd been affected, which which I guess I liked in some sense, but I don't know, I was surprised to to find myself being like, ah, oh, where's more of Iron Man kicking ass? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, they kind of did a similar thing in The Dark Knight Rises as well, didn't they, Harry? Because really? they had the problem with, you know, Christian Bale goes into his house for like 10 years and yeah. how long it is. I thought it was, I thought the same thing. It, was, it, it wasn't completely Iron Man, but it was him in bits. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But that's still cool but I know what you mean I wanted, I wanted the Avengers yeah, it feels like less of a superhero movie because it's about the character so you're kind of like oh there's a character but then you're like oh I'm sort of watching a superhero movie so, but that's why the contrast was on because it was superhero in the whole mad plot and everything that went on Action. no spoilers yeah loads of superhero-ness and how ridiculous it was but then not in the sense of the character so I thought that was maybe a brave attempt from Shane Black to make it a bit more deep and cool and- um, Harry Shane Black, he directed this movie and also the one we're going to talk about later, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yes, he did, Colin. So John Favreau directed the first two movies. Yes, he did. How do you think that Shane Black's approach differs? Favreau's like really, really. They're similar in the way that they're both writers, directors who have come up through like language. So language is really sharp and snappy and shit. But Favreau leans more towards fun and more like easy action, where Mm. where um, Shane Black always tends to lead towards. Maybe more character, more edgy, more more dark, perhaps. But they did um, you did you say um, directed *Lethal Weapon*? Yeah. No, no. Any, so he wrote *Lethal Weapon*. He wrote *Lethal Weapon*. Do you yeah. think any of that came through? Yeah, definitely. A bit like he was dying the whole film to get Cheadle and Iron Man together. Like none of the other Iron Mans were they were they like a, a proper partnership. It was so *Lethal Weapony* that but but um, Shane Black was stamped all over the film. The fact that it was Christmas. All Shane Black's films are set at Christmas for some unknown reason. You know the big bunny rabbit? Mm-hmm. No one knows why the fuck there was a big bunny rabbit there. I think that's kind I, of funny. I know, I don't. No, it means bunny rabbits um, are a symbol of fear. And Tony Stark, Tony Stark was scared and he couldn't, he couldn't admit that to himself. The whole film he was in fear yeah, because no, of what he saw in the Avengers. Mark, Guy Pearce as the bad guy. Yeah. How did you... How did you feel about Guy Pearce, the bad guy? Did you? I expect. I personally, I think I expect a bit more of Guy Pearce in, in the um, game. The movie. Was you said down. You can really judge a superhero film or a big action film on its its villain, its bad guy, and it, I think it was just a bit too loose. I think the reason he was so evil was so small that it 
it just wasn't enough for me. There wasn't enough like revenge or hate. It was just it was a really yeah, small the justification fear. behind. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it and say it. You but, say um, Guy Pearce went downhill after the neighbours. <laughs> I think he. I think we're all he looked that. great. I think that's what he, he did. He did look bad in shape. <laughs> the man, Some of the suits he The man wears tremendous daring. suits. But, yeah. He um, was trim. Yeah, no, no. I think, I think the bad guy's a bit weak. <laughs> but I don't think it's Guy Pearce's fault. No, 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 no. I think it's Guy Fawkes, weren't you? I was. Not Guy Fawkes' fault. Come on. Why would Guy Fawkes be in your head? Instead of Guy Pearce. Um, there was November. Yeah, you're right. That's that's true. I think it's it's definitely it's a plot. It's a plot thing. It's a bit of a loose plot overall. Then have the courage of one baddie. So can I just have a quick line and ring out of ten, Ollie? So many fun, funny one-liners, lovely mm. bits of comedy and humour and quirkiness. I love that, it doesn't take itself too seriously. The actual plot, pretty weak. Um, in terms of the trilogy, maybe not the best one, but still enjoyable. So I give it a pretty sturdy 6.75 out of 10. 6.75. Yeah, I've added another decimal. <laughs> Fair enough. 6.75, Marcus. Yeah, I also like the comic relief. That's a good point. We didn't really talk about that much, but it is really good. Yeah, there's a guy that's in it who has one line, and it's my favourite line. Best I'm not going to ruin it. Look save out for it. Save it. No, no, save it. Because I can't remember it. We all know the one. one. So I, wanna, I want the guy. And, it, and it's so much funny to see. Is that Henchman yeah. 5? It's, a he- yeah, it's like Henchman 9 with the funniest line It's ever. like Austin Powers-esque. <laughs> out of 10, I'm going to go for it. It entertained me, but it was very loose. But in an action film, I sort of expect that. Good Friday night. (laughs) 6.5. 6.5. Harry. I thought it was Lethal Weapon in Iron Man. The first time, man. The weapon, so I fucking loved it. <laughs> Obviously. There was um, no way you would have... Mine's a, mine's a 7.5. 7.5 for Lethal Iron Man Well, weapon. yeah, but I go higher than 10. Lethal Iron Man weapon. <laughs> <laughs> There's no limit on mine, Mark. It's out of 8. I was going to say, it was, I thought it was really entertaining. Pretty standard superhero fare, to be honest. Compared to what? Compared to all other superhero films of all time. It was standard in it. Um... I thought that it was. Uh, oh, you just killed me now. <laughs> <laughs> compared to just what? Give it, just give you a rating. Compared to what? Give you a rating. Give you a rating. Yeah, the plot wasn't the thickest, but Danny Jr. and Shane Black, there's a great old combo, as we'll see later on. I'll give it a 7.2. Well, that's quite high. 7.2. I've never ever walked in the film before and gone, well, I hope this film has a really thick plot. I do yeah. all the time. Never, never. I hope there's, I hope there's a storyline to this one. <laughs> I hope this is vague and uninteresting. <laughs> Iron Man Three gets an average of seven. Mm. Not bad. It's on the dark. Seven, yeah, bad. Seven. Do that That's magnificent. Not too shabby. It's good. Magnificent. Not see, too shabby. Worth seeing. Hundred percent. Online. I mean, don't pay for. Make them more. <laughs> make them loads of more money. <laughs> we don't <laughs> download <laughs> movies. That's not what the movie men are all about. We want a film to be the winner. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Aren't you? So now it's time for a little section called Three Fast, Three Furious. Harry, what trailers have you got for us this week? I didn't watch any. You didn't watch any? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Could be the shortest Three Fast, Three Furious out of the two we've ever done. Okay, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. Okay, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Okay, go for it. Okay. Three, two, one. Go. It's called 42. It's a story of the first professional black baseball player and it has Harrison Ford shouting and it's got the guy from Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift and he plays just some angry racist white guy. It's Remember the Titans of Baseball. Uh, the Wolverine has huge Jackman. Um, <laughs> Wolvie takes his claws, I call him Wolvie, to Japan. Dark brooding. <laughs> samurai loses powers. <laughs> There's no will I am in this one so it makes it better. Uh, the Bling Room with Sofia Coppola who's a pretty awesome movie about a bunch of pretty <laughs> from Ritz 
Normally does some pretty rubby action. Why would anyone really care about the shitty movie? It's Ocean's Eleven for shitty teenage girls. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ocean's Eleven for shitty teenage girls. <laughs> In case you missed that. Ocean's Eleven for shitty teenage girls. You're faster than Twister. Uh, That's amazing. Wrong career, Harry. That's class. You need to rap more. So what are we watching out of those three films? 42. What would you like to watch? I've been looking forward to this for so long. No, Wolverine's a dick. Oh, I kind of made 42 <laughs> sound, I made 42 sound bad, but then... No, well, you, 42... The Titans are my favourite ever yeah, film. 42, um, if you, anyone watches the trailer, if anyone cares about any sort of sport, it looks like the best film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a winning good. with added racism. Just with, a, with the first ever black guy in the major league. Yeah, because I love Moneyball. I love Remember the Titans. It's Sounds like it could be. Yeah, too. Uh, but also with black, like with less through. Ryan Gosling and Turk. So. <laughs> cool. I want to see shitty little rich kids. Yeah, <laughs> I still want to see that. It's not a how I'm going to make well, care because Hermione, Hermione, Hermione's in it. <laughs> 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 you are in has got a play in London. But it's, it's a Martin Madonna play. Are you like, in it? I was like, is this what? a plug? How does he do <laughs> is this? this? A plug? <laughs> Why are you doing that? Don't go see As it. Do everyone a favour and ignore the stupid little. You must be gay, Perry. Still gay? Me? No. Yeah, I just like the name so much, I can't get rid of it. So what do you do? I'm a private detective. He thinks I'm a detective. Of all the idiot things to do. Our archive film this week comes from 2005, and it's Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. We've chosen this film because it stars Robert Downey Jr. and is written and directed by Shane Black. So just like Iron Man 3, you've got that combination between those two guys. Alongside Danny Jr. is Val Kilmer and Michelle Monaghan. There's a small town crook called Harry Lockhart, who's played by Robert Danny Jr. And he hits the big time when he's invited to L.A. to audition for a movie. While researching for the role with Val Kilmer's private investigator, Perry Van Shrike... Perry? Perry Van Shrike. Gay Perry. The pair become embroiled in a dangerous world of deceit, kidnap and murder. Support comes from Michelle Monaghan as Lockhart's high school crush and wannabe actress Harmony Lane. Harry... Talk to me about Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer in this movie. Yes. <laughs> um, well, Shane Black's obviously pretty famous for doing, like buddying people up, and the relationship here is so is, is what makes the whole movie. So good. It's so hilarious, and it builds up just out of pure <laughs> hatred, and then they realise they both kind of hate each other the same amount. And there's there's oh, just so many it's full of good lines. Val Kilmer's like, full of them. Yeah, Val Kilmer is incredible goes, in this film. What's the dictionary bit? That just is like the funniest thing ever. If you look up idiot in the dictionary, do you know what you'll find? And Danny Jr. goes, <laughs> a picture of me, and he goes, no, the definition for the word idiot. Which is what you are. Which is what you are. He goes, he called him a bad word. <laughs> but there's, um, there's like... That is a good one. There's, I know, that relationship is absolutely amazing. It makes, it makes a whole movie. Why hasn't Shane Black directed more movies? Um, because he's, I think he's precious about it. I think he likes to write and direct his own movies. There were eight years between the two movies he directed. Yeah. Like Baz Luhrmann, but yeah. lazier. It is. A bit, I think it's like a perfectionist kind of thing. Because that yeah. story just needed to be told. It was such a. Because it's, it's Batman, such a perfect little story. You get so plunged into the story, you kind of forget what's real and what's not real between yeah. the characters. Yeah, that's what I think. I think um, with what Harry was saying, it relates to this. The way he was saying that he turns things around, so he makes you think something's going to happen. This is Shane Black, the director, um, and then switches it around. And it happens loads in the film. And so for me, I think there's a bit where you're not sure what's real. Because at first, he's a guy that robs stores. This is Danny Jr. Yeah, Danny Jr., sorry. The main character, the protagonist. Oh, hero. And he ends up as an actor. He ends up accidentally becoming an actor. And then for a role, is taken around with a private investigator, who is Gay Perry. And for me, you don't know which one he is at any point. Um, Not that that takes anything away from it. I just think it... uh, completely messes with 
with how you might think about what's actually happening. Mm. Ollie, what do you, how do you think Danny Jr. did that? How do you think he pulled that off? <coughs> yeah, well, I found myself really fascinated with, uh, more impressed with Danny Jr., having watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Iron Man 3 to kind of contrast it with our other film. Because what I've always thought about acting is you have to bring aspects of your own character but to the script and you have to merge that. And it's so interesting to see how both the characters, Tony Stark and Harry Lockhart, are very different of similar aspects. I kind of feel like Harry Lockhart is Tony Stark if he wasn't intelligent. Still quite funny, <laughs> quite quirky and oddball. It does that in, you could say, in Sherlock Holmes as well. Yeah, like absolutely. And that's obviously a Downey Jr. thing. But then they're so different. The, the, the charisma, the charm, um, the kind of sexiness that Tony Stark has. Harry Lockhart has none of that. There's still, a, I know you don't mean like exactly, but there's, there's still, there's loads of charm. In, oh no, there in, is. Harry Lockhart is just charm. It's different. It's, it's, it's that kind of, Self-deprecating so like, like, loser charm, yeah, yeah, exactly. which is so different which, to Tony Stark. It's like, it's like mishaps, but he brings charm out. Mm. Yeah. You know, he plays the narrator. Yeah. In the, in both in the start of Iron Man yeah. and in this, uh, Danny Jr. That is, and the, in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he's very self-deprecating the whole time. Yeah. Whereas he comes across as like a lot more cooler charisma style in the start of Iron Man three, and that's kind of what you're saying there. You know, like mm. Tony Stark's like that. Whereas Harry Lockhart is a bit of a, you know, just like. He's a bit of a fuck up for one of a better words, you know. He's a bum, isn't he? He's a bum. He's, he robs stores and then just Badly. stumbles through life. <laughs> so, I think what you see as well between both the films, to bring them together, is Shane Black um, obviously has this, what Harry said, the, the sort of partnership. They're quite similar when you think about it. I think they're really similar. Well, that's what I said. One, one, they're yeah, like one, the same if, if I mean, different if, things I mean, happen films, in life, maybe. One's, yeah, uh, yeah. one's got a bit, because it's a, it's a vigilante, someone who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right. story arc and stuff, because you could easily, it's kind of Iron Man 3, anyway, it's the only Iron Man film that plays out like a. Detective novel because he kind of goes away from it. There's a part where he, he's just by himself. Yeah, he's got to work it out. He's got to work it out. He's got to fit the puzzle together. The only thing is, the puzzle in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is deep and vivid and, and wonderful, whereas the and puzzle in Iron Man Three is yeah. like four pieces. So, Harry, what's good about this film? Then, a, and then a n- number out of ten, please. Uh, it's clever, cool. It's, it's fucking hilarious, and it's, it it's a cool story. It's just so everything the way it's put together. It's just fucking perfect. Um, I give it a big, a big. Thumbs up. Get a big <laughs> thumbs up. I'm going to go nine. Nine? Good school. Yeah, it's a big range. Yeah. Ollie. Yeah, I just thought it was hilarious. And, and why not think a film's good if it makes you laugh? I don't think that should... I think comedy should be uh, undermined. Even though I wouldn't call it necessarily call it a comedy. I thought, yeah... So it's black comedy. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really clever. It's really different. It's really funny. The acting's brilliant. The plot's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, for me, again, I, I've got to give it a really high rating. Um, but I'm going to give it an 8.5. 8.5. Very nice. Mark Stack? Um... Yeah, yeah, I loved it. I think it's really funny. I think even the bad guys are really funny in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they're great. It's, but like, it's not. A, a you're right. Game. It's not. It's not a complete comedy. It's the sort of film. It's like a scriptwriter's film. I think because yeah, there's yeah. so much depth mm. and there's script and plot. Yeah, um, so I'm going to go high because I didn't realise how much I liked it. So I watched it again yeah. the other day because I've watched it yeah, a couple of times with, with you. Um, so I'm going to go high and go for like an eight point seven. Eight point seven. You'd be lucky if you get yeah, above nine with me. Eight point seven. Good job. Um, oh, go love dialogue it. sharp, amazingly witty. Very cool. Very slick movie. Kilmer is hilarious. Got some great yeah. lines. Danny Jr. plays it brilliant as well. But I think the the greatest thing about the movie is it's got that real emotional core, that emotional heart. You know, the the central three characters do look out for each other, yeah. and like you know they always give each other shit, and then but then like they're actually genuinely like. Do seem to care for like each other. Like a dysfunctional family. Yeah, like a real dysfunctional family. It's a great way of putting it. Um, so, for all the reasons I've just said, I'm going to give an 8.6. 8.6. Yeah. 
8.6, I think. So I really regret having the lowest rating because I love that film. <laughs> that gives that comes out at an 8.7. Yeah, right, that's fair enough. Wow, that's really high. First things first. Do you have the corpse? I, I, I got rid of it. You threw it away. Yeah. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot. So, Ollie, challenge of the week. What have you got for us this week, my man? Yeah, my movie challenge. Da, 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 ba, da. So, this time, we've <laughs> got three sort of very obvious quotes that you'll all know. The question is, who's the other person in the scene? Oh, wow. You'll probably all know the quote, but Deep. who's the other person in That's the good. scene? That's good. So, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of give you them all okay. and go around and see what your answers are. Okay. okay. So... Ollie's challenge. So the first one, this is from Titanic. Leonardo DiCaprio. Kate Winslet. What? That's not how it works. I'm no. king of the world! Woo! That bit when he's on the thing and he goes, I'm king of the world. Who's the other person in that scene? And that pan, I should say. Oh, it pans <laughs> around and there he is, looking young and gorgeous. Who's the other person? I didn't think you know it. Second saying. one! <laughs> Give you some time. This is a classic quote. I was not listening. Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty <laughs> Harry, classic quote. Yeah. Ask yourself the question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Who's the other guy in the scene? Who's you mean the character to? or the actor? Or the, or the, the other person he's talking to. Character's fine. Okay. Character. Think or actor. Think on. The third one. Again, this is a bit more contemporary, a bit more. Uh, this turned into a meme. You know what a meme is? This is Sparta. Who is he saying that to in the scene? Okay. Okay. So yeah. those are your three. Do you want to hear any again? It's funny. I got a link to that later. On. Okay, good, good. good. Um, Want to hear any again? Or you oh, I think I've got it. Recently? I think I got it. I recently holidayed in Sparta. <laughs> it's lovely. Man. That guy was awesome. Some guys beat the shit out of him. Welcome to Sparta! Like a really weird bulgy towers. that guy owns the hotel. That one was really ripped and made me feel so yeah, self-conscious. Yeah. Um, so oh, I've, I've hit the gym every day since I got back. This guy kicks you down a well every day. <laughs> um, so yeah, first one, Mark. Rose. No. Callum. Yeah, it's Rose. No. <laughs> Tony. Honestly, didn't listen. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> oh, no. it's, it's his mate, isn't it? It's his mate. But I don't know what. I can't yeah, remember who that is. The Irish guy who dies. The Irish guy. That's not, the most points. Not being Harry Zane. He's from Europe, but he's not from Spain. He's from Italy. It's Italian mate who does the card game, the poker game in the beginning. Oh, he's just really? going to die. And it's really awkward. Going. You watch it, the guy's just there, kind of like at penis level, like chill out. <laughs> you know? He's like, I'm getting him He's like, why am I in this scene? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in the scene. They're like, okay, that's meant to be Kate Winslet. Ah, she's not there yet. <laughs> Give me the wig. Uh, Maybe do you reckon they did that? Do you reckon they spent three hundred million pounds building a ship, and then <laughs> Kate Winslet overslept? So they're like, <laughs> just, just throw the Italian guy in. We'll pan over the Italian guy. Send me, Jack. So the second no. scene, Dirty Harry. Who's he saying it to? He's, He's a farmer who chased across the street. Just a low-level criminal. Okay. You, James Cagney. You, himself. You're the closest. He's just a guy. He's the third robber. There are three robbers. And he kills two of them, of course he does. Yeah. And, the second, oh, yeah, and then the yeah. second guy gives the whole speech. I think you're asking for the name of the, the character as well, not just robber number three. Which <laughs> was his name? That was his name, wasn't it? Unfortunately, he knew what he was going to do from the well, game. I thought, said, I thought it'd be that difficult you wouldn't know. What am I doing this film? Okay. Does, does anyone know the actor's name? No. <laughs> Did not think so. James Johnson. <laughs> Could be. Um, James Johnson's at home. He's like, why does no one. Um, okay, <laughs> this is Sparta. Who's talking to? The um, uh, bla- black messenger dude who looks like he's from some horrible place. He's got like nose rings. Egypt, Egypt. I'm going to go with that. They're Egyptians, aren't they? <laughs> uh, no, they're not. He's, he's Persians. 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 Yes. 
He's the person messenger. Ah, I think it's the point. <laughs> it's an accumulation. It all takes some points. Put it in the bag and say that. It is Persian messenger. Sing, I just remember what Harry said. Black, was it? Black dude looks like he's from somewhere horrible. Well, he ends up in a well. He does, well. He goes to somewhere else. I bet he'd be dreaming of his horrible bed when he's in that well. That was all his challenge. Congratulations, Harry, on your victory. Harry smashed it. Top of the leaderboard for this week. Now it's time for some news. Uh, we talked about Cannes last time out, so if you want to know more about the film festival, just check out episode one of the podcast. Mm. But the festival will be running from the 15th to the 26th of May, and there's plenty of great movies on offer there. In our next show, we'll be taking a look at how some of the movies went down with the jury. Yeah, but this week, the big news has been all about Brad Pitt's upcoming movie, World War Z. Yes. Slated for a June 2013 release. Who wants to let us know what's been happening with that, Mark? Okay. There's an amazing book. I don't know the author. Sorry about that. She's some research. <laughs> um, called uh, The Catcher World, in the Rye. World War Z. Oh. World War Z. Um, and it's about like a zombie I, breakout. I hate that title, by the way. Yeah, That's I hate it, it. I hate it. And um, Brad Pitt optioned it first to, to get the first script to make it as a film. And now it's cost something like four hundred million because everything has possibly gone wrong. The it's been rewritten. It's been reshot. How much it cost? They, sorry? Like near on four hundred million, they reckon now because it's just ridiculous. How much is that away from a? Billion? And apparently, it's just not six. Down. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah, so like he's. Oh, um, how, how much is that away from a million? From in terms no. of a, 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 a billion, how much far away is it from the, uh, the the billion dollar experience? So basically, what he's done is he's optioned an incredible book, which loads of people do and find it hard, but this is apparently the Option. biggest mess up. Three times one of the guys from Lost just sorted out. They got Steve fucking Gagan? Oh, Josh. Let's mention that every week if we can. It's their Medean. It's their Medean. It's Brad Pitt's Medean. I've got some news about Can. Go on. Go. You know, I hated the Greg Gatsby. The book. The book. Oh, yeah. I got, got to page 30. Loved it. And I was watching The Wire. You were only at page 29. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So, uh, that's, then, um, just the pro- that's just I like the thanks at the front. <laughs> yeah. I was just no, like, I really, thank you, my mum. Oh, really? Yeah, so I went back and was, I thought it might just be a slow burner. And I read it in two more sessions. And it was like one of the best books I've ever read in my life. You oh, wow. Classic I'd like you to make Harrison. a knee-jerk reaction, Tony. It was awesome. Classic Tony. So now I couldn't, I couldn't be more excited than the film. Classic hair, Tony. Hair, Tony. Do people know when the film's is coming it, out? Is it about it. Bassett? What was it? Tony Bassett? Well, film's coming out. Gatsby. Gatsby, Superman. Thursday the 16th of March. No, no, a week a, today. It's all next month. The next month we've yeah, got like we every single week. Yeah, we're going to have to... We're um, going to do Gatsby. Actually, one at a time, but we're going to be... The next month of this show is going to be outrageously good. Yeah. Oh no, so it would be if we were good, but it's going to be good movies. So good movies. Good movies. So that, that's half the battle. <laughs> and some adequate potty. It's <laughs> more than half the battle. Nobody ever knew him or saw anybody that ever worked directly for him. But to hear Kobayashi tell it, anybody could have worked for Soze. You never knew. That was his power. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. So, Mark. What have you got for us in oh. terms of movies for next week? What's on TV? Oh, are you that excited to know, Carl? <laughs> I haven't checked, but can I get a point if I guess one of them? 
Oh, you only well, have the good ones, haven't you? I only I give out points. How many times did Long came Holly? It <laughs> was on last week. Oh, Long came Holly, Notting Hill. You mean Dupree. Uh, you mean Dupree. About a boy song next week. That's not mentioned. Every single time. Uh, I don't know if this will be out by that time, Friday, but... <laughs> Should I go for it? Go yeah, for it. Yeah. It won't be, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> okay, Friday 9pm if you have. I did this on a train. <laughs> on Friday, Friday at 9pm. That's what I do, I just ride you, the train. You the may have missed it, but on ITV2 was 300. <laughs> that was the link to one of the other It's a Persian messenger. Uh, but if you did catch it, good job. At 11.50. it was probably good. <laughs> at 11.50pm on Film 4 is um, Burn After Reading. Oh, I love that film. People don't like it, but I like it. I don't like it that much. I'm kind of with Harry. I'm halfway between it. I think it's going to divide people. I think people should watch it. It will divide people who find stuff funny. Watch it, but then after two hours of watching it, you will almost definitely think... Okay, Saturday at Channel 4. I don't know why I'm suggesting this, because everyone must have seen it. 7.45 on Channel 4 is Avatar, and it's not that good. Slim Pickens this week. It's 11.30. Made a billion pounds, Mark, so would you? Yeah, a billion. That's a lot of that. How many is that for, away from a million? Ever at the same time in the countries went, ooh, 3D. When you see like some piece of shit movie. Yeah, I know. Everyone went, James Cameron spent 300 million pounds on this. So it has to be the best thing ever, yeah. It's rubbish. So, that makes World War Z even better. 11.30 on BBC Two is actually quite a good film, A Bronx Tale with Robert De Niro. Yep. So watch that. That will be good. like Robert De Niro. And the Bronx. And films. I love the Bronx. And Tales. Um, Sunday, 3.30pm, Channel 5. This is one of the films that's on every other every other week. Willy Wonka. Uh, which one, the original? No, no, the, the original. The, the, original. Oh, the proper one. That's pretty bad. The original's much better. Yeah. If you don't like this film, you are ridiculous. And if you haven't seen it, you must watch it. Monday, 11.20pm on ITV2 is Billy Madison. Yeah. Oh, bitch. Shampoo cleans it. rules! For anyone that may be like a couple of years too younger to remember Adam Sandler wasn't shit and retarded, this was so good. Steve Buscemi in that film is one of the best characters. And then the two best. I love that he works with Sandler. The two best of the week is Tuesday at 11.40. This is my favourite. BBC One is Mississippi Burning. If you haven't seen that. Do you know how much it bleeds when someone cuts off your balls? Willem Dafoe and Tommy Lee Jones? No, um, Gene, Hackman. Defoe, Gene Hackman. Gene Willem Hackman. Willem Dafoe and Gene Hackman. It's really, really Willem good to watch Defoe. it. It's class. Great performances. And then um, Wednesday... That really is worth watching, by the way. If yeah, it's really, that. really good. Mississippi Burning. Um, Wednesday, 10pm, BBC Three, Face Off. Another good one. Yeah. We talked about it last week. We did our top five face-offs. John Woo. It's a good film. Uh, that's it. Enough, so Slim Pickings next week, but watch a couple nah, of them. The heavy oh, and enjoy them. Mississippi Burning. Though. Lean Pickings, not Slim. I, I think of that list, Mississippi Burning's a must-see. Face Off. Billy Madison. And Face Off. Face Off. Billy, Billy Madison's just great entertainment. The reason watch it. Hilarious film. Good sex scene with Lena Headley. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Johnny. So we're going to end the show as is traditional from the first two shows we've done with the top fives. And this week, top fives are brought to you in part by Ollie Britton. What have you got, Ollie? Uh, we debated a lot about this, and that took an effect on me. I went for I. One of my favourite aspects of Iron Man is Jarvis, the computer. Uh-oh. Top, top five top computers. Five AI computers. Top five oh. AI computers. Top five computers. I didn't think you'd. Uh, <laughs> Whilst I'm grateful for you for doing it, 
Are you? Can we have top five worst top fives? Remember yeah. when I said, remember when I said top five inventors? And yeah, got shouted out. Yeah. Email in. We'd kill for that now. Yeah, I know. I Why didn't you do the other one? I'm not so paranoid. Because I was arguing it was like, mum and dad again, and I just said, <laughs> I, I can't name one. I can't name one. Well, I've got Josh. some. Okay, let me do mine. I could never cover one. I've got Roy Batty from Blade Runner. Played by Rutger Howe. Oh, okay. No, that is a superb start. Okay, that's brilliant. What a film. Yeah. Is that number four? What a performance? No, that's number one. Um, why did you do a start with double one? <laughs> that, was one that was your one redeeming bit. You have to build bit. up. Roy Batty is a great character. And Rutger Howe <laughs> is it is it Batman? Um, does a great job. He's so good with Howe. Then um, Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving. Good, com- good computer. Yes. AI. Okay, you're actually redeeming this. Well done. All the machines. <laughs> no, they make that big Smith's face. Good. That's Smith's good. good. Right, um, this is this is uh, this is tacky. <laughs> the, the Terminator. Yes. Yeah, the Terminator. He's he's got got AI. No, he's a robot. There's a lot more in this. Sort of, but computers are. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of I couldn't find the actual other computers. So more <laughs> robot. Just AI. What, being, what about Siri? What about Siri? What about Siri from the Iron? Do you know how many robots there were in Iron Man Three? There was a fleet of robots. <laughs> Why didn't you do Siri from the iPhone Five? Only scratches his beard. An embarrassment. Okay, the others. Could have done K Nine. That's a robot. The Iron Giant. That's a very centre. What? Isn't that? Did you have a childhood? You were yeah, it's a wonderful film. film. Thank you. It's like it's Harley Garden is one of the best cartoons in my life. Thank you. I'm not joking. It's really sad and amazing film. Yeah, it really is good. And then I didn't have a fifth one because I did. Why did you use one of the ones we talked about? Can I give you one? Yeah, do one of the ones. Can I give you one? Yeah, go on. The computer and I robot. Y- yes. A murderous mind. Just robot. Murder him. No, she's a computer. She's Sunny. a computer system. Sunny. Oh, the computer. Not Sunny. Well, Sunny. Yeah, Sunny counts. Sunny's number six. Yeah. But you know, like the computer that runs all the robots. Yeah, all these things um, have computers in, like Terminator Skynet. But I just wanted to say the Terminator is better. And then obviously they, the computer. Knight Rider. The computer world and in the Matrix. <laughs> no, there's. I'm sure there's more computers. So yeah, sort of Minority top five or? artificial intelligence. Really? Not the film Less AI. computers, more <laughs> robots. <laughs> we're not re we're not re recording that to make you sound less stupid. There's a lot, of, bracket. <laughs> there's a lot really of brackets good. in this in this set top five. <laughs> well that's all we have time for in this edition of the Movie Men. So thanks to Tony. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Mark. Yeah, he just nodded. That's fine. And thanks to you, Ollie. Cheers, mate. Thank there's you. Thank camera. You thanks to you, Cal. Dressing up the thanks whole time. I know. I wore a suit for this. Yeah. Kind of weird. For you guys at home, as I said at the top of the show, we'd like to hear some suggestions for opening questions, movies to review, and top fives. Please, top fives. <laughs> Please, top fives, as you can tell from this week. So if you think you've got an idea, the email address is themoviemen at live.com and please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and things like that. It makes us feel good tell about ourselves. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell them. Send them the link. That kind of thing. Definitely listen to it. So, uh, thanks <laughs> to you guys for listening. <laughs> thanks you guys for contributing. I've been Callum O'Toole, and here's looking at your kids. <laughs> <laughs>